0: Romans chapter 12, let's go and stand together, Romans in chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Father, I come to you this morning, and Lord, I thank you for, Father, the privilege to remember our soldiers, Father, to remember the men and women who have given their lives for this country. What a blessing it is, and God, we experience that blessing. I pray that today, as we turn our attention to your word, that Father, we would understand that there was no greater sacrifice ever given than when you gave your only begotten Son. And Father, He died on an old rugged cross. He gave His life, Father, so that we could have eternal life. And Father, I praise you for that today. I pray that, uh, that we would never lose sight of, of the simple fact that you gave us so much. Father, when you gave us your only begotten Son, you gave us everything. And I pray that today, if there are any in this room who are without a Savior, that today would be the day of their salvation. And Father, I pray that if there are some in this room who are far from you, Lord, your children can, can get a ways from you at times. I pray that today would be a day where you grab hold of their hearts, and Father, you bring them back unto yourself. I ask us all in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. It's a sobering video, is it not? And I praise the Lord thank God for those men who were willing to give their lives for us to live. Romans in chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 are are well-known verses. They are verses that we're familiar with if you've been in church for any length of time, if you grew up in any type of Christian home. They're a very familiar passage. They truly are. Verse 1 The Apostle Paul is writing and he asks, in fact he does more than ask, he begs, he beseeches that we present our bodies as a sacrifice. Tomorrow we celebrate Memorial Day. It is a day that has been set aside to remember those who gave their lives to serve our country and to honor those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for the price of freedom. The price for freedom has always been paid with blood, for there is no sacrifice worthy of liberty other than the shed blood of a man. Today I want to talk to you concerning sacrifice. I think this is a message that can be applied in many, many ways. It can be applied concerning our country. It can be applied concerning our families. It can be applied concerning our marriages. It can be applied concerning this church. This morning, I'm just going to seek to define the word sacrifice. What does sacrifice mean? What does sacrifice mean? We see here in verse 1 that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. What does sacrifice mean? There's many definitions that we could give this morning, and I'm going to seek to define it in a way that we'll use our text. We'll also use some other scriptures to help us understand, the comp- uh, to comprehend the definition, um, to sacrifice. We today um, are a very unsacrificial people. And I say that because I use the term we, and I know I'm very comfortable saying that. We have become very self-sufficient. We've become very arrogant. We've become very proud. We think that sacrificing is giving up a cup of coffee uh, from McDonald's on the way to work because we're running late. We sacrifice for our job. We think that, again, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but we think that sacrifice is buying the 32-inch flat screen instead of the 52-inch flat screen we have truly lost the, comp- uh, the, the, just the, the, the definition of the word sacrifice. And today, according to our text, the Apostle Paul writes, he said, you are to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. And my friend, today I, I want to, I want to uh, just uh, work around this word to a certain extent, but I really hope that we grasp some things. To sacrifice, number one this morning one must commit. To sacrifice, one must commit. To be willing to give today and not tomorrow is not sacrifice but a feeling. Many people will say, well, my heart feels for that, but in all honesty, tomorrow that feeling is nothing but a vague memory. Today we seem to have many who can be inspired for a moment to do something but that inspiration does not last long enough to see the decision accomplished. To truly sacrifice, one must be committed. One must be committed. And my friend, this morning, would you understand how important that is? If you're going to ever truly sacrifice to anything, you must be committed to that cause and committed to that purpose, whatever it may be. In marriage, as the pastor says the traditional vows, he ends them with forsaking all others so long as you both shall live. Do you so promise? He asks if you are willing to make a commitment to that person that is facing you at that given moment in time. And my friend, today, if you are going to truly sacrifice, you must be willing to commit yourself to someone or to something. In the Christian life, We see it in verse number two. If we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to God, the Bible says in the very next verse, in verse number two, it says, and be not conformed to this world. God says if you are going to sacrifice yourself to me and be a living sacrifice, he said you cannot be conformed to this present world. And Christian, may I say this, what that means is it means that I cannot look or talk or act like the world, even though those things may not necessarily be wrong or sinful. Do you understand that? The Bible says if you are going to be a living sacrifice, you must be committed to me. In our armed forces, when you sign up for service, and I've never been a part of our armed forces, but they take away your identity, and they take away your hair, amen, and they take away who you are, and they give you a uniform that says United States Army, United States Navy, and they say, are you willing to commit... To us and my friend this morning when it comes to sacrifice we must first be willing to commit and today I'm going to say this we have a society and we have a culture that hates that word we do not like to commit ourselves to anything Hey, church family may I say this if this church is to ever go forward for Christ it will not go forward because the preacher can tell some funny stories it'll not go forward because I can share some heart illustrations it'll go forward because there'll be a group of people who will commit to a work and will commit to seeing God do something in their lives to sacrifice one must be willing to lose oneself for a cause this is commitment the Bible teaches that when a man and a woman are joined together in holy matrimony, they become one flesh. Do you know what that means? I went and did some marital counseling yesterday, and I went to 1 Corinthians in chapter 7, and it talks about how the wife hath not power over her own body, but the husband, and the husband hath not power over his own body, but the wife. And what it means, husbands and wives, is that you become one. It means you are no longer an individual. Now you are a committee. Now you are a unit that has been formed. And you are to act and to function and to think and to work and to live as one would. And today that's a lost cause. It really is amongst our secular world because we don't want to lose our identity. But the Bible teaches us in Genesis that when two are married, they are to become one. And my friend, what that means is it means ladies, you're supposed to be willing to lose your identity for the sake of the marriage. And husband, what that means is you're willing to lose your sake of identity for your marriage. And today we have a lot of people who say, I can't commit to do that. And that's why we have divorce because when they got married, and I'm not trying to, bang on people's past here and I'm not trying to harp on on what happened years ago I'm talking today if you're married you become one flesh you become one unit you say well well you don't know my husband lady you married him you chose him that's your fault now you better get used to it amen you blame yourself you married the wrong guy good night we well I just have a hard husband to live with of course you have a hard husband to live with every woman does All right? I mean, ladies, just let's parade across the platform and tell how hard your husband... We've all got difficulties and we've all got trials that we must deal with. But let me say this to you this morning. You are to become one flesh adam and eve had some problems amen they had some difficulties eve was deceived adam went into sin adam and eve's first two sons cain slew abel you understand they had some difficulties but god said adam and eve you are to be one flesh the apostle paul writes in galatians he said nevertheless uh, i said i die daily nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me. What Paul said is he said, I must be willing in the Christian life to lose my identity to gain Christ. And my friend, I'm trying to get across to you this morning. If you're ever going to sacrifice, if you're ever going to be willing to give yourself to God as a living sacrifice, you must be willing to commit. And today there is just an abhorrence of that. We don't we don't want to commit. We don't we don't want to give in. We don't want to lose who we think we are. Nathan Hale, when facing a firing squad, said, I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. He said, I'm committed. He said, I'm committed. Can I tell you what many men today would have done? They would have taken the way out they would have forsaken their nation and forsaken their country for their own sorry hide. And Mr. Nathan Hale said, I'd rather die a thousand deaths. I wish I had more than one life to give. Because he said, I've lost my identity in this little ragtag unit called the United States of America. And at that time, all it was was a hope and a dream. It It was a vision that some men had. And today, I wish that some of us in this room would have a vision of what God could do in our marriages and in our homes and in our country and in our church and would be willing to commit to that cause. You say, Pastor, I I don't don't want to be hurt. Brother, if you are going to commit to something, you will be hurt. I'm going to promise you that right now. In our military, when you sign on the dotted line, the first thing they send you to is what? Boot camp and what do they do to you at boot camp they boot you to death don't they they beat the ever-loving fire out of you and they take away who you are and say are you willing to lose yourself for this unit are you willing to lose yourself for this cause and for this country and Christian today may I ask you if you're willing to sacrifice will you commit because if you say no you're not willing to sacrifice secondly this morning to sacrifice one must be faithful to the commitment in 1 Corinthians in chapter 4 and verse 2 it says moreover in stewards servants it is required that a man be found faithful in Psalm in chapter 12 in verse 1 it says help lord for the godly man ceaseth for the faithful fail from among the children of men in psalm and chapter 12 I'm sorry in proverbs in chapter 20 in verse 6 it says most men will proclaim every one his own goodness but a faithful man who can find In Luke chapter 18 and verse 8, the Son of God said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith? And he's speaking of faithful people on the earth. Too many today have ceased to be faithful. Too many today are turning back from the battle instead of turning into it. In the age of information, when we claim to know more about why we do what we do, we have far less doing it. We have become informed, but sadly we have become less engaged. One of the verses of our Star Spangled Banner, it says, Then conquer we must, when our cause it is just. In this be our motto, in God is our trust. It says conquer we must. You see, friend, you got to commit. You gotta commit, but brother, you gotta be faithful to that commitment. You gotta be faithful to that. You say, Well, I meant, I've talked to people in my office and they're considering getting a divorce, and I'll say, did, didn't, didn't you make a commitment at the altar? Yes, I did, and I really meant it then. Then be faithful to it. Then be faithful to it. You say, It isn't what I thought it was gonna be. Is it ever? Be faithful to your commitment. Now, folks, I'm not saying you ought to commit lightly. I think you ought to commit understanding what's going to take place. I think you ought to commit and and, and have a grasp of what you could be getting yourself in for. But I'm going to tell you this, even though you may think you have an idea, you really don't have anything at all. You have no concept of what life holds. In your marriage, in your home, in your church, in your life, you don't have any concept of what tomorrow may bring. And what I'm going to tell you today is you must be faithful to honor the commitment you have made. Man, if you committed to that marriage and you stay committed to that, and I'm not again, folks, I'm not trying to beat you up for failures or problems of the past. What I'm talking to you about is today, right now, the present. And comprehend that and understand that. But if you have children, you are obligated to raise them and nurture them in a home that is honoring to God. You say, but my kids, they, they aren't what I want them to be. But you be faithful to that commitment you made when they were born. Christian today, you be faithful to the commitment you made when you said, God, I will serve you with my life. I will go anywhere. I will do anything. I will sacrifice. I will give myself to you. Be faithful to that commitment. Many of us in this room have made a commitment to God at one time or another. And I'm not talking about the day of your salvation, although that was a wonderful day. Amen? but many of us in this room, we had a day when we gave ourselves to God and God got a hold of our hearts and we said, God, I'm going I'm to be faithful to church and God, I, I, I'm going to be faithful to read my Bible and God, I'm going I'm to be faithful to pray. Are you? You committed to it. But are you faithful to it? You see, sadly, it's not the case. You see, the faithful are the ones who accomplish things for God. This church is an illustration of that. This church was not built by fly-by-night people, but by people who were willing to just be faithful. People who were, who were willing to give up self for a purpose and for a cause and just to continue to go forward. I walked and shared this with a couple of people, but I walked into a church this week that, June 9th will be the last day of their services. On June 9th, the denomination is closing their church down. I walked in there, I want to say Thursday morning of this week, trying to find the pastor and was going to talk to him and try to encourage him and try to be a blessing to his people. It was a graveyard. The church door was open. The church door was unlocked. And I walked in, and the pews were empty, the piano was vacant, you could see a few tables where there had been a Bible study at one time, there was a Bible or two on top of it, and folks, as I walked through that, I, I, I just, I was heartbroken, because once upon a time, life had been there. Once upon a time, the gospel had been preached there. Once upon a time, many voices had been been lifted up to glorify God in that building. And Yet as I walked through there and I went through the entire church and there was no one there, my heart was smitten with the thought, where are the faithful? Where are the faithful? Hey, Once upon a time, there were some people who would sacrifice. Once upon a time, there were people who would give. Once upon a time, there were people who would go out of their way. Once upon a time, there were those who would come to church faithfully. Though they were tired, though they were battered, though they were beaten, though they were discouraged, though they were down, though they were depressed, they would just come and they would be faithful. And they would be faithful to take the Gospel and the Word of God to their neighbors and to their friends and to their family. And people would get saved and people would trust Christ. And things happened and things took place there. But now it's a graveyard to be shut down. Property is going to be divided. And it's going to be sold to the highest bidder. You see, folks, the faithful are the ones who accomplish things. You get somebody up here that's been married for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. Ask them if it's always been easy. Ask them if it's always been good. Ask them if they've ever had any problems. And give them the ability to be perfectly honest. And they'll tell you the truth. No, there's not days that are great. Sometimes there's moments when you think walking out the door would be the easiest choice to make. And in some cases, you're right. Friends, sometimes quitting It's very attractive. But Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith or faithful people on this earth? My friend, (laughs) this church, if it's ever going to go forward, is going to be built and is going to go forward on the backs of faithful people. You say, well, well, you know, I, I, just, I just can't commit. That's your problem. You won't sacrifice. You see, to sacrifice, one must be willing to commit. But on top of that, to sacrifice, one must be faithful to honor that commitment. And please understand that. Thirdly this morning, one must be faithful for the duration. One must be faithful for the duration. I was reading, actually was listening to something this week, and I heard a story, and I had to find out more about it. Martin Treptow was a young man in 1917 who left his barbershop to join the United States military and went to war over in France. He was a part of the famed... Rainbow Division. Martin Treptow, young man, he was felled carrying a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. On his dead body was found a personal diary that he kept. On the flyleaf of his diary, under the heading, my pledge, were written these words, America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. Folks, I I wonder today, that was a young man in his early 20s who left home, left family, for country I love America I love our nation I love the red white and blue I love our our eagle I love our flag I love everything about it but may I tell this to you this morning I serve a higher cause than just the United States of America Oh, I love our country and I'll do everything I can to see our country serve God and do right until the day God calls me home but may I say this I serve A greater cause. You see, let's face it. Our country's got some problems, does it not? We've got some shortcomings in our government. We've got some real issues facing us. We've always had issues and problems. Martin Treptow did not serve a perfect nation or a perfect government. And yet today, as a child of God, I serve a perfect Savior. I serve a perfect God. And today, what we need to understand if we're going to sacrifice is, yes, we must commit, and yes, we must be uh, faithful to honor that commitment, but thirdly, we must be faithful for the duration. And as I thought about this, I I thought about what is the duration? The duration is until the mission is accomplished. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was walking towards Calvary in the Bible, we, we know that He could, could have called 10,000 angels. We know that He could have come off that cross at any moment. We know that He could have done anything because He was God in flesh. Yet He was willing to suffer indignation. He was willing to suffer and be humiliated. He was willing to suffer and die for you and me. But just before He died, He rose His head one last time and cried out, It is finished. He said, the mission is accomplished. He said, the price has been paid. And this morning, Christian, I challenge you, if you are sitting in these pews, you'll be willing to be faithful until the mission is accomplished. Hey, Christian, you've been saved for 25 or 35 years, and you've been faithful to this church, and you've seen God do some things. you be faithful until the mission is accomplished. Maybe this is your first year in this church. Maybe you haven't been here very long. Well, my friend, let me ask you, let me beg you to understand we need some people who will come on the scene, who will carry the load and help bear the burdens and say we will be faithful to honor our commitment for the duration until the mission is accomplished. This church will only go as far as its people will. The gospel in this area will only go as far as you and I take it. The lives that are changed will be the lives that we touch. I think today that it's time that some enlist and make a commitment to God. Maybe you have trusted Christ. And let me say this, my friend. Let me just stop everything for a moment if you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you've never confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died and rose for your sin, today needs to be your day of salvation. If you walk out of here rejecting Christ, you are playing roulette with eternity. But if you are born again and you do know Christ... It's time some of us enlist and make a commitment to serve Him. The Apostle Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, He said, I beseech you, I beg you. He said, I come to you. And as I was talking to our young people concerning this concept the other day, my friend, I want you to understand, Paul did not come to these Christians and say, hey, I want to encourage you to serve the Lord. Hey, I'd like to see you get on board for God. When he said, I beseech you, he got down on his hands and his knees and he said, though I am an apostle and though I have been called by God and though I have written the Holy Scriptures, he said, I am willing not to use my office But he said, I'm willing to get down and beg you to serve God. My friend, this morning, some of us just need to enlist. We just need to make a commitment to God. I think today is also a time that some of us need to become faithful to our commitments. Christian today. Are you walking with God like you told him you would? Are you reading your Bible like you told him you would? Are you in church like you told him you would? Once upon a time you you made a commitment. You said I will I will do, I will be, I will sh-. Are you? You see today I think it's time that some become faithful to their commitments. And then I think lastly today that some of us need to purpose in our hearts to be faithful until the mission is accomplished. Until either the undertaker comes and gets us or the uppertaker says come up hither. But let us purpose in our hearts to be faithful until it is finished. My friend today, I'm so thankful for this, the simple truth. God will take anyone who is willing to serve him. You say, Pastor, I'm a mess. Brother, may I tell you this? We all were. I love, I love mature Christians because they forgot that they used to be sinners. I never used to be like that. Yes, you did. All right? Bring out the old pictures. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. God will take anyone. You say, God won't take me. Yes, he will. My friend, yes, he will. But this morning, will you, will you be willing to commit to him? Will you be willing to be faithful to your prior commitments? And my friend, Will you be willing to purpose in your heart to be faithful unto death? In Revelation chapter 2, there's a specific reward given to those who are faithful unto death. And my friend this morning, could I challenge you? May we be a congregation that when Christ returns, He may find faith on the earth. I pray that we understand the importance of that. You say, Pastor, I I I I I just I don't know if I can my friend, today you need a purpose in your heart to do something for God. Let's go and stand to our feet. My friend, today, let me say this to you. I know all of our excuses. The reason I know them is because I've used them myself. I know how we say and how we reason in our minds. I could never. But my friend, in all honesty, some of us today just need to say, God, I'll serve you. I'll serve you. Can I tell you this? I don't think most of us are going to be going to the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa. I don't think God's going to do that. What I do think God's going to want us to do is to be committed and to be faithful here. And then, my friend, would you be willing to be faithful until the mission is accomplished? Folks, God's got to work. God is doing something. I would beg you to Get in and get on board. But folks, we need to go forward for Christ. As the instruments begin to play, if the Lord's laid something on your heart, you come to the altar. Folks, may I say this as I close today. I love that I say may I am going to anyway, amen. <laughs> I know some of you today. You've been forsaken and left behind by those you love the most. Some you have tried to be faithful. May I say this to you, though. If you make a commitment to God, he says, I will never leave thee I will never forsake thee. Jesus himself said, he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. You say, Pastor, I've been hurt, man. I have committed to some things before and I got hurt, man. I got stung bad. I understand. Humanly speaking, how that happens. I've, 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 I've been a shoulder that people have cried on many, many times. And my heart breaks for you. May I say this, though? If you commit to God, and present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto him, he'll never leave you. He'll never walk out the door. He'll never quit on you. We may fail, but I promise you this. He'll always be there when I get up. And today, I just I want you to understand that. I know some of you say, Pastor, I've tried... I, I, and my heart breaks for you. I I love you. I wish I could change it. I can't. What I do want you to know is that you make a commitment to God. He'll honor that thing for you. You be faithful to that commitment, and you be faithful for the duration until the mission is accomplished, and I promise you this. When the mission is accomplished and you've been faithful to honor your commitment, you and your God will be sitting there together Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. You commit to God, and my friend, he'll, he'll always be there for you. Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. Wonderful to have you. You get back tonight, if at all possible.